<laughs> wow, he's getting serious up there. I was about to get serious out here. <laughs> so I want to start off with praise and worship. Because that's one of my things. If you haven't noticed, I love to get into praise and worship. Why do I like it so much? I like to join in with heaven. See, because that's the how we enter, we usher in the presence of God through praise and worship. Have you been in a service where the praise and worship just didn't like draw you in and then the minister goes up and it's like <laughs> nails on a chalkboard trying to get something to us because the presence of God just ushered in. Well, I'll tell you, you guys have a much more important part to play in praise and worship and ushering his presence than what you might think. You think, oh, these guys, it's their job. It's your guy's job to bring in the presence. Nope. They're there to lead us, to lead you guys into praise and worship. See, the Lord's looking in this last days for unity. Because when unity comes is when revival really hits. Until we get on the same place, the same page, in one heart, in one accord, the glory won't be like it's supposed to. The anointing won't be there like it's supposed to. His presence won't be manifest like it's supposed to. You think, well, what does that have to do with me? It has everything to do with you. You, individually, sitting there in the pews. So I'm going to do a little demonstration here tonight. Let's have everyone stand at your feet. All right, I want to have Phyllis clap unto the Lord. Just go ahead and start clapping. No, just Phyllis. Just Phyllis. Okay, that's good. See how awkward that is? Yeah, yeah not to her. That's good because she doesn't do it under the Lord, right? How much unity was in this? 1%. <laughs> I'd say about well, 1%. Uh-oh, you guys see where I'm going with this, don't you? <laughs> I tell you this because I love you, because I want to experience God in a greater, greater measure, and I don't want to be the one holding God's presence back. I don't want to be the one responsible for holding the anointing pack because I'm going to be rebellious and not flow in with the Holy Spirit and what He wants to do. You think, well, that's, well, that's, that's tough. I don't know about that telling me when there's a song that talks about dancing and people start dancing that if I just sit here that I'm being rebellious uh oh see because what's the point the point is to join in with heaven and what the spirit wants to do and if the spirit is dancing guess what you should be doing dancing you think well I'm not comfortable dancing well it's not about you Right? Anybody give their life to the Lord and say, Lord, it's not about me. It's all about you. We sang songs all about him, all about you, Lord. 
when he says, okay, dance. And they, I don't, I don't dance. <laughs> all right, clap your hands. People, you know, the worship leader goes up and says, all right. And they start doing that. Usually we have, you know, pretty decent participation for clapping. What about singing? Singing's pretty good for most people. See, praise and worship, well, I'll stick with praise right now, has about 10 different actions for what praise is. And they're all actions. Just like love, guess what? It's an action word. You cannot say, oh, I love you, and then not have any actions to represent, because then you don't love them. Well, you cannot praise God sitting there like this. You think, oh, no, I'm praising God in my heart. No. How, do you, how does your heart show itself? Through action. I'm going to read these out. Ten different things. See, the praise in, English, in the Hebrew has, praise has like ten different words meaning the same thing. And they all have different actions, but we combine it all into praise. So when I say, praise the Lord, you, you should be like, well, which one? <laughs> yeah, do them all at once, right? And when I do that, you know, something like, <laughs> right? Rub your tummy, tap your head, do the dance, and shout. You know, <laughs> it's a tall order. Praise the Lord. Think, oh, which one do you want me to do? <laughs> so I'm going to read these. Number one, Shabbat, uh, shout praise. Let's hear a shout praise. That was good, but I want to see 100% participation. Are you guys pew sitters? Or are you doers of the word? I'm going to tell you, this is uncomfortable for a lot of you. I was there once. You think, well, I don't, I don't shout. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, but this, is it not a simple thing? I mean, go to a football game. And you, ask, you can go ask, is shouting hard for you? We shout the whole time. So you can shout for a worldly throwing a pigskin around, but come to church and all of a sudden, oh, I don't shout. Oh, I used to be a, a nightclubber, a dancer, you know? Man, I come to church, all of a sudden, I ain't got no groove in my step no more. Lord <laughs> says, uh-uh. The devil perverted those things, but he was the original author. God is the original author of dance, of praise, of shout, of clapping, of rejoicing. Amen? Amen? So as I'm going through this, we're going to have everybody doing these things. This, yeah, this is boot camp. This is like, <laughs> imagine going to like a work training and all you do is sit down, think like a, where you need on-the-hands training, and all they do is instruct you and instruct you. And they, you have you sit behind a desk. Okay, when are we going to start putting this to practice? Oh, no, we're just going to teach you. We're just going to show you, but you're never going to do it. That would be absurd. It's like the whole point of sending you off was for you to get on-hands experience to start building. And as you're building, they'll show you, oh, no, don't do that. You're going to bust your thumb up. Well, this, isn't that what church should be? Because if, if the fivefold is here to equip you to do work, the most thing that we should be doing is on-hands training, showing you how to do Instruction is a part, but action is the much bigger part of what church is. All right? I know I'm kind of working my way through this, but it's good. 
This is going to change your life. You think, what? What is it? This is not going to just change your life. It's going to change everybody's life around you. Because if you're in church and God says shout when you can't shout, what's going to happen when he says go minister to that person? What's going to happen? You're not going to do nothing. When the Lord says dance and shout before me, and then you run across somebody and they're they're crying and they're weeping, you think, "Uh, are you going to stop for them? No, why not? Because you're not used to putting your flesh in an uncomfortable position. You're too used to pampers saying, oh, it's the, I, I got to go, right? We're like those Samaritan, those, the, the Samaritan that's beat up on the side of the road and people need us. But we're so not used to acting out even in a safe place like church that it becomes so hard to want to do it out in the world. Come on, is it not hard for us to minister to people in the world? It's been tough. I've had my eyes on myself for so long. I know it's tough. It's because I haven't done it enough here in the place that I'm supposed to be equipped and trained how to do it here. I love you guys. I really do. And this isn't an easy message to take in, but it's a life-changing message. It's a life-changing training to get you out of your comfort, to learn how to get you out of your flesh and say, you know what? It's not about me. If I'm going to reach them, I need to start getting to some unfamiliar. I need to start meeting that resistance of what are my limitations? Because just like love, I mean, no, it's good to do all the expressions of love. Think, oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing one expression of love. Well, congratulations. That's really good. Well, what about out of the 10 expressions of praise, which, how many are you at? Oh, I didn't know there were that many. Yeah. So here we go. Back to it. Shabbat, a shout of praise. Let's hear everyone a shout of praise. Amen. Does that feel good? Feel good? Now, I know you may feel like, well, it feels like I'm doing, doing it in the natural. Well, yeah, sometimes you got to start there. You just got to get your flesh like you to, right? Until eventually you start doing it unto the Lord. You know, a lot of times when you're learning a new song, it's like there's some technical parts in there and you're really focused on getting all the things right. But you practice enough times, eventually just kind of comes muscle memory. And then now you can like, instead of having to focus on this so much, you can focus on this a lot more. So a lot of you are focusing on, yeah, just how do, I've never shouted before. Woo! Which one do I do? Yeah, yeah, ooh, ah! <laughs> That's fine. Don't worry, but just pick something. All right, we got Barak, which is to kneel. Well, I'm not used to work, to kneeling in worship. But let's just all kneel right now. A sign of surrender to the Lord. all over that one.
imagine this in a worship service? Can you imagine this every Sunday? The amount of unity, 100% what that does. See, what happened on the day of Pentecost? They were all in one place, in unity, in one accord, in love. And what happened? Spirit came rushing in like a mighty wind and fire sat upon each one of their heads fire 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 came in the place you can stand I mean just just that alone right now did you feel the anointing and the presence and the unity that came in that Imagine this every service. Well, guess what? Who's responsible for making this happen? You guys. You guys. And it's not a hard thing. It's harder when less people do it. When one person stands out here and claps by themselves, it's hard. It is. Your mind says, should I be doing this? Am I, am I connected with the Spirit? Am I doing this in the flesh? Because no one else seems to be jumping in. I experience this almost every worship. I don't say that to throw you guys under the bus. But I'm a worshiper. And when I get when I come up for praise and worship, I come for praise and worship. And my one goal is to see and observe the Holy Spirit in what he wants to do. So now I do everything. There are times when I'm dancing for you. You saw me up here tonight. There were times, I wasn't dancing the whole time, but there were times when all it started to pick up and I saw myself in the spirit what I was supposed to be doing. And it was time to hook up. Yep, that's where I'm going. And I said, okay, Holy Ghost, here we go. Boom, and they started flowing. And they started moving. And I could feel the anointing all over myself. Just like, oh, yes, this is it. And then it died down. Next thing you know, I'm on my knees. But guess what? I shouldn't be the only one picking up on that. Ken, I love you. I love all of you. But I want to experience more of God. I want you to experience more of God. I remember besides being saved, dancing before the Lord was one of the most freeing things I had ever experienced. It was like the biggest high in my life. You think, well, that's strange. I know it was. But there was such freedom that I just shook off all the cares of what people thought about me. All that bondage of, am I doing something wrong? And I just let loose and I didn't care anymore. And I just set my focus and my gaze on him. And man, <laughs> tell you what, man, he just showed up. And he started working in me. And I just began to get more free and more set free and unbound from everything. <laughs> I know some of y'all are getting this understand the importance the significance of this 
You've been crying out for revival. You're crying out, God, when's this going to happen? What's this look like? This is what it looks like. This is the start. This is just one aspect of praise and worship. You get into that. Let me tell you, the signs and the wonders and the prophecies and the tongues and all that's going to come so easy. So you ask Pastor Jen, when we rock out and we follow the Holy Ghost in praise and worship, she says it makes it so easy for her to minister. It's just like, it's effortless. She just walks right into it and just boom and prophesy and this and here, miracles and signs and one It's just easy. Well, who's responsible for bringing that in? We are. We the congregation. You want to see a greater outpouring in this last day? I'm telling you, hook up with what I'm saying in this message tonight. Start to participate. <laughs> I gave this message somewhat similar. Like this is said, when I was a worship leader at another church, I said, you guys realize my goal is to lead you into worship. So if I have no followers, what, why am I even up there? I said, basically, whatever I am doing, you should do. You think, well, that's pretty bold. Yep. But I know the Spirit of God. I got birthed in revival. I've been saved a long time, been in a lot of meetings, been in a lot of services. I've been dancing, running around shouting miracles signs wonders for years services that are four five six hours long that's how i got saved i got birth and revival three years straight i was in services about four or five hours a night and you just learn to watch the anointing and the spirit of god and what he wants to do it just becomes second hand to you and a lot of you well i haven't i haven't experienced that i'm from this denomination i'm from that place will tell you what Watch the people that you know are spiritual, that are at another place than you. I have no problem saying, follow me in worship. Follow the worship leader in worship. Follow Pastor Jen in worship. I laugh every time. I'll start getting a groove. I'll start, oh, it's about time to dance. And I'll look over. Pastor Jen's doing that same thing. She's getting ready. She's ramping up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. Yep, kindred spirits. Because guess what? We're both seeing into the spirit what we're supposed to do so when you see the leaders start jumping guess what you should do start jumping when you see us starting to clap start clapping when you see us get on our knees get on our knees with us because chances are we're moving and flowing in the groove of the holy spirit and it's a good way for you to learn as well amen amen Whew. anybody enjoying this tonight hallelujah I've been wanting to get this stuff off my chest for so long because worship and praise is just oh, something I just want to see this whole, the body experience and they've just done without for so long. And it hurt, it's been hurting my heart for years. It just hurts me to see a 95 non-participation rate, a 90% non-participation rate. It's like they don't know what they're missing. They don't know the heart connection with the Father, with Jesus and the Holy Spirit that you're missing. It's not about doing something for us. It's about the, what it is. It's that connection to the Lord. You think, just raising my hands can do that? Yes. 
getting my knees can do that? Yes. Remember, it's simple acts of obedience that lead to the supernatural happening. You think, well, that seems too easy. That's right. God made everything easy for us to do. I mean, if that's all it took for the presence of God to roll in every time, would you not just go, okay, yeah. Oh, you want to do a little dance? Yeah, I'll do a little jig. Yeah, they're starting to move. Okay. You can dance. There's a lot of different ways to dance. You don't have to go around and be like me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm floating around like on a cloud up here. But guess what? I'm up front. I like coming up front because there's space. There's freedom. Some of y'all need to join me, but some of y'all can start behind the pews too. You can just sway side to side. A lot of different ways to dance. There's yada. The extended hand expresses gratitude and thankfulness and surrender. Let's just surrender to the Lord right now. thankful so thankful he's worthy of it all there's Tauda the raised hand expresses adoration just begin to wave those hands to the Lord oh we give you adoration Lord oh we just want to praise you Oh, I'm 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm so thankful, Lord, man. I was not expecting him to do it this way. <laughs> wow. Sweet anointing. Man, this unity. <laughs> This is refreshing, isn't it? When everyone's just joining in. <laughs> just like, oh, this, this is easy. And just that presence just rolls in every time. I don't know, but I've been excited to see that glory cow roll in. I have yet to see it with my own eyes. I see it in the spirit, man, but I want to see it in manifestation. Just. This is the start. This is the start when everyone's on the same page. Thank you, Lord, for getting us on the same page, unified together. There's Tahali, Tahila singing scripture we've already been doing that tonight we've been singing in tongues we've been doing all sorts of singing tonight amen there's tafila prayer often sung as intercession and petition That was just what I was just doing. <laughs> There's Zamar. Make music by striking the fingers on strings or parts of musical instruments. We've been doing that for over an hour now. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Some praises. Some praises right there. There's Kara to dance, to twist, to leap, to twirl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get to the tough one right here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to take some faith. It's going to be, well, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Oh, you're ready. Spirit of the Lord drove you here tonight for this purpose. For this purpose tonight. Stand to your feet. Yeah, let's get something going here. <laughs> if you need to get out the aisle have at it if you just want to move in your behind your pew have at it too I, I like the freedom but y'all do what you want so just give me something let's get something to dance to you want to dance you want to twist you just want to groove a little come on
let's get everyone in this. Come on, get that sway going. Start somewhere small if you have to. to clap. That's praise right there too. Another expression. house tonight say so this came kind of easy yeah it is easy Woo. Yeah. <laughs> oh. you know you're doing something right when the joy of the Lord comes in hey, well I'm not experiencing no joy well you need to loosen up tell that flesh to sit on the sideline get that spirit out that spirit, I guarantee you, wants to express itself unto the Lord. You think my flesh wants to come up here and do this? Yeah, right. That's the last thing it wants to do. <laughs> I've looked like a fool so many times. Almost every service I'm up here looking like a fool. But guess what? Fool for the Lord? Sure. I've looked like a fool a lot of different ways, but that one I'm not ashamed of. <laughs> Amen. Man, because once, because that's your connection to God, that praise and worship. Why would I ever be ashamed of that? See, but it's not just for you to get connected, it connects everybody else. You either become a resistor. <laughs> yeah, there's no neutral. You think, well, I can just sit there and 
not participate. No, you become a resistor to what the Spirit wants done. Other people look at you and say, oh, well, maybe that's not what the Spirit's doing. Maybe I should sit back too. See, the more people that do that, the more it just trickles on to other people. And that's not what we want, amen? We don't want to be a hindrance to people. But you have to die to your flesh every time praise and worship occurs. See, and then once you get used to doing it in here, this, and then when you're out on the street doing your normal day-to-day activities, and the Lord says, go minister to that, you think, yeah, I just look like a fool on Sunday dancing around like a, <laughs> well, what's this matter, you know? What's this compared to that? Well, not much. See, it becomes easy to do things that the Lord tells you to do now because you're used to looking like a fool in front of people. Well, I don't like that feeling. No, my flesh don't either. Well, this is what the world needs from us. This is what the world's been waiting for. People who are unashamed to do the work of the ministry. There's so much fear that holds us back. So much rebellion and pride that says, no, I'm just... My spirit just wants to bust out the seams, but I'm just going to... Holding because I'm a man. I can. That's not a, that's not manly. That's not what God wants. You resist it. You can tell it's like ever want to help somebody so bad. You're just like, oh, I just want to help that person, but, but I got oh, your flesh is just fighting your tooth and nail. I got I'm busy. I got things to do, but your spirit just like is moved with compassion. Well, if you can do it here, you'll do it out there. If you can do it in your home, you can do it out there. That's the problem. A lot of us don't experience this kind of worship at our, even in our own homes. We're even embarrassed. I've been embarrassed to even do it in my home. In front of my wife, even. Yeah, that's a thing. I have almost an easier time doing it here than I do at home. I don't like that. I don't want to be two-faced. I can do it at church, but I can't do it at my own house, with my own wife, with my own kids. So your kids need a role model. They need to see this stuff in action. Not just from the minister up there or the few spiritual people that may be dancing around or worshiping. What about you? Where are your kids going to learn how to dance, how to clap, when to shout, how to follow the groove of the Holy Spirit if you're not? Like, oh, Lord, help me. (laughs) It's time for us to be an example to everybody. So let's start it here. Let's start it in this house. I'll tell you the change that you're going to see doing something so simple just just motions just motions that's all it is and it can usher in the glorious presence of God are you kidding me it's that simple yeah yeah it's that simple it's that simple to get saved just confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord Jesus, forgive me. Boom. And you're saved. 
you're a child of the most high like that he made salvation so simple you think he's going to make everything else just super complicated no he makes things simple simple so once you start preparing yourself whenever you go into an, a service whether it's here whether it's a different church whether it's wherever you're going if there's going to praise and worship is going to happen if you have it scheduled at your house seven o'clock getting with the wife and we're going to the kids and we're going to praise and worship together i want you to start to think about all the different expressions of worship and see how many of them the holy spirit brings you through find out which ones you resist the most and say all right next time i'm going to do better lord i'm going <laughs> to I felt, I felt like I should have danced, but I just held back. I didn't, I didn't like looking like that in front of my kids. I'm not used to that. You know, it's like, ah, uh, forgive me, Lord. I was being rebellious that I not expressed my way my spirit wanted to. Yeah, we're getting just real talk here. Real talk here. <laughs> I don't need no fluffy, elegant words, just... I want the presence of God. I want miracles, signs, and wonders. I want to see witnessing on the streets. I just want to see the power of God. I want to see His glory come in. I want all that. I want it for years. Where do we start? How do we hit the reset button? Well, you're here. That's a great start. But now that you're here, it's time to be a participator. If you're going to come, participate. Right? It's no good to come and then be a pew sitter and then encourage others to be pew sitters as well. You might as well watch online. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, I get myself in trouble here. <laughs> Don't be a resistor to what God wants to do. Be an encourager, right? And been around people that just encourage you every time you see them. They just like exude encouragement. I mean, you just get around. They just, you're just encouraged just by their smile. Just the, they always have like a word of encouragement, something nice to say. That can be you in everything that you do. Man, when they're worshiping, it's just encouraging to see them worship. It's like, oh, I want to get on in that. Look how happy he looks. Why does he look so happy? Well, join in. You'll find out. Start clapping. You'll find out. Start getting those knees. Find out. You can tell. Look at what I'm experiencing. Mean, if you've seen or watched me, man, I'm just lost. I'm just in his presence, and it's thick. It's like, well, I want to experience that. Well, just do the same thing. Just close your eyes, shut out the cares, and start doing some of these expressions of what the Bible says praise. This isn't, this isn't my list. This isn't my my definitions of these 10 Hebrew words, this is what God set up. Well, I should probably look at my, my notes here at least once. <laughs> yeah, praise and worship in their most simple definitions are this. To praise is to express or give recognition and admiration for what God has said or done that's praise 
And so we express that praise through these different things. God, what you've done for me, what you've done for the world, oh, it's just, it's too much. <laughs> you should express yourself in that way. And to worship is to give God the recognition and obedience he deserves for who he is. So praise for what God has said and done and worship for who he is. Worship is articulated and expressed on a much broader scale than praise. Any service, any act unto God with an upright heart would be considered an act of worship to God. So worship isn't just limited to music and being up here or being down there and lifting hands. Worship can be done in every single act. Worship can encompass every single word that you say because words are containers. It matters what you fill them with. I can say, I love you. Then I can say, I love you too. Is there a difference between those? Well, yeah, one's filled with actual love, shed abroad with God's love. And the other one's full of, I don't know what that was, anger, just resentment. Uh, yeah, I love you too. Whatever. Right? <laughs> so remember, your words are containers. You can use them to worship God or to tear people apart. Use them for building people up. Amen? Encouraging. So any service, any act, we consider an act of worship. You have the opportunity to worship God in everything that you do. Praise is more narrow in that there are fewer ways by which to offer praise to an individual or to God. See, worship is also for God. We don't worship people. Well, you can praise God and you can praise people. It's good to compliment your kids when they do something good. Cheer for them on the stands, right? About work when people recognize you for what you've accomplished, what you've done. It's good to receive praise. It's good to give praise. Bible says you reap what you sow. So if you want to, if you kind of begin a lot of angry responses back at you all the time, people are just uh, front with you and short, well, consider what you're dishing out. Amen? The more loving you are, it's going to be harder for people to say those things to you, right? Some of that's so nice and so loving, so kind. The last thing someone wants to do is just like, oh, I can't yell at them like that. Oh, they're just too nice of a person. Well, let that be said of you. A lot of times we got that, you know, a lot of us men got that rough exterior, like, yeah, yeah, don't mess with me. Don't say anything nice to me. Right? We just give off that persona. Well, the Lord wants to get rid of that. Think, well, I like that manliness. People are scared to engage with me. <laughs> well, God don't want you, the world to be scared to engage with you. You're supposed to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. How's the earth going to experience God if you looking like that? Your face looking all grumpy and angry like you're ready to tear their head off if they say anything to you. That's not manly. <laughs> That's cowardly. Yeah. It's cowardly to put on that persona of a tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> They're just hurting. They just got a wall up. They don't want anybody getting close. They've been hurt before. 
They just got that walled up, that tough man persona so no one gets close to them. So no one reaches into their heart and finds out what's really there. God's got other plans. Two, two through five says, make my joy complete by being the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in the spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourself. Can never speak more truer words than that. Wrap yourselves in unselfish love. Regard one another as more important than yourself. That's what got me into Christianity the most. Hearing a preacher come and say, lay down your life for someone else. Because I'd served myself long enough, had enough experience with that to know it didn't bring the fulfillment I thought it would. Right at the age of 16. Experienced enough selfishness to know that, eh, it's not all it's cracked up to be. But helping others, man, when I got a taste of that, of that sweet love that I could share with other people, 180, flipped my life upside down. God wants to do the same for you. We don't need another good church service, another good meeting, another good message. I like those. It's time to get to work. Amen. It's time to get to doing what we hear. Join in. Join in. Follow the people that you see that are spiritually mature. What are they doing? What are they saying? Love just exudes from them. Praise just exudes from them. Worship's constantly on their mouth. That's all they want to talk about. They come up here and they dance and they kneel and they shout and they they do all those weird things. (laughs) We find out it's not so weird to a deserving God. Yeah, it seems weird to do it to a football game. It's just, why am I shouting this loud, getting this worked up, bunch of grown men sweating <laughs> tackling each other <laughs> over a pig <laughs> when I could come to church and shout louder dance harder sing louder clap stronger for the true and living almighty God Woo! amen that's where it's at that's where it's at do you want to do Holy Spirit 
had some things in mind. Um, yeah, let's do that. Who here needs prayer for something physical in their body? Are you going to raise a hand? Got one? Anybody else? Anybody else feeling pain? Anybody have something that they're dealing with that they like it to be gone? Anybody else? Chris? You guys want to come up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. <laughs> yep, come on up. See, this isn't a one-man show. This isn't, this isn't about me. I want two volunteers to come up and pray for them. Just make your way up. I would say I wish there were more people that are that would come up for prayer, but I don't want more people hurt. <laughs> Amen. And I just hold off on praying for them just yet. I guess I got. I want to run this here. Yeah, just, just hold off on praying. Yeah. I want everyone to know that you can do this. This isn't about a one star, one person. God has anointed all of you to do this. To pray for the sick. To lay hands on those that need healed. And again, a good place to start is here in the church. I'd like to see more people start utilizing other people for healing than just the preacher, just the ministers. Because I want to get you guys used to doing the work. Because right, my goal is to equip you guys to do the work of the ministry so you can do the same things. My point of teaching is so that you can use these lessons to teach others. Of me preaching so you can use the same illustrations, right? The, the sermons on the mount that Christ gave. We use that all the time. We, right? We talk about those with people in a, maybe our own way. We kind of twist it into things so that we can preach like Christ did. The same thing with all these other things. The gift of the evangelist is to equip you guys so you guys can evangelize to people. Well, God's equipped every single person with the ability to lay hands and anointed you to heal the sick. So some things I want to say before we do this is a scripture, Mark 11. Twenty-four. For this reason I am telling you, whatever things you ask for in prayer in accordance to God's will, believe with confident trust that you have received them and they will be given to you probably one of the most helpful verses on faith 
to help me to finally get a, get a grasp on it. So I always thought faith was like, how can you pray for people and then they don't get healed right and say they're healed at the same time? Didn't ever made sense to me before. But God says this, believe that you received them. See, what we haven't understood is that we are a three-part being and that when someone prays for you, how do you receive what they are praying for you about? Where does that receiving go? Into your spirit. This is where a lot of people get confused because they think, oh, they're praying for me. I'm going to receive it in my flesh. No, that's not the place to receive the word of God. The word of God is to receive in your spirit. The manifestation is in of the flesh. See, when you pray to God, God has ministering spirits. And so when someone lays hands on you, you are to instantly receive that healing into your spirit. And you now have the word of God. You now have a receipt to what was deposited. And what the devil wants to do is to take that receipt from you. Because then he will prevent your manifestation of your healing. That is his goal. Remember, the Bible says, every promise of God is yes and amen. Well, is healing not a promise of God? Healing is for everybody. Everybody agree that healing is for everybody? That it's God's will? Right? Well, God says yes as soon as someone lay hands on you. As soon as you ask God, he says yes. Boom. How? You need to receive that. Believe. That's what it says. Believe that you have received them. It says, and then it will be given you. Well, how does that make sense? A lot of people thought it was supposed to be given me, and then I received it. No, he reverses it. He, he messes up with your mind, the way your mind thinks it's supposed to happen. He says, once you receive it, then I'll give it to you. Huh? So when, so when Phyllis and Holly lay hands on you guys, I want you to picture something from their spirit right the anointing they're anointed to do this right now going from their spirit to your spirit by Christ Christ boop, anointing comes upon them it's in their spirit and it transfers into your spirit and a second they do you receive it and then you hold on to the word of God in you until it manifests whether that's instant, whether it's a minute, whether it's on your way to your seat, whether it's on your way home. You do not let go of the receipt because the ministering spirit, the angels, are now on their way to deliver what you have received. And when he gets to you, if you don't have your receipt, you can't receive. Because basically that's doubting. You doubted and you threw away the word of God. Remember the parable of the sowers? The seeds? that got planted on some rocky, some stony, some thorny, but some got planted in good ground. That good ground is deep within your soul and you got that receipt in there. You think, it ain't moving. It's staying. This is where the good fight of faith kicks in. You need faith to get you from receiving that receipt to the manifestation. That's what you need the faith to get you through. It's easy to receive the healing. It's easy. Just bloop. <laughs> Go straight down, bloop, right into your spirit. Boom, you receive it. That's the easy part. 
Now comes the fight of faith where the devil tries to mess with your mind to get you to give up that word. So, oh, that ain't going to happen. Oh, no, no, you didn't receive nothing. Oh, no, you received something the second you asked, the second hands got laid on. I want you to grab a hold of this. This is for everything in your life, not just healing here. When you ask God for finances, for loved ones, when you're going through circumstances and troubles and trials, this is what you need every time. You get the Word of God in you, and you keep asking until you know that deposit has been made. I think, oh, if I ask once, then I don't need to ask God again. Well, how do you know that you receive something? A lot of times, the Bible says this way, your joy will be full. If you ask in doubt, you won't receive any joy. Right? Anybody ever ask them in doubt? Lord, just make this happen. Lord, just this makes it. And then sometimes you pray five minutes later, you're kind of saying the same thing. Lord, you can do this. All of a sudden, a smile cracks on your face. Well, what just happened? You actually received what you asked for in your spirit because now your joy is full. There was a transition where you were saying it in doubt all of a sudden. This is why sometimes you need to press into things to where eventually it gets deposited where oh, a smile kicks on your face and you think, oh yeah, I got it now. I believed in faith and now I have that word to rely on. Hallelujah. Yeah, so just, yeah, minister. However the Lord directs you to minister. For some of you, if you have to go, that's fine. We're not here to judge anybody for anything, you know. You got to go when you got to go. But if you can stay, just enjoy his presence. The Lord loves that you came tonight. He loves that you're here.
Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, God. We thank you. Did we have a wonderful time in the presence of the Lord tonight? Amen. Amen. Pastor Austin, I tell you, that was a powerful word. Simple but powerful. I think we all needed that. Amen. I could see myself as he was speaking. I'm a worshiper and I'm a praiser. And sometimes I feel like I'm just looking a little crazy. But I don't mind sweating for Jesus. I don't mind messing up a nail for Jesus. I don't mind breaking a hill for Jesus. Amen. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. So I can praise him and thank him and give him all the glory. Because when I think about all he's done for me, I just begin to shout and praise him and thank him. Amen. So this is another part of our worship service. We've had a wonderful time in the presence of the Lord, but we're still worshiping God. Amen. We're still worshiping him. And um, just for the ones that might still be out online, there's three ways that you can 